0: It's time to get inside the Giants huddle, huddle, up, huddle, up, huddle up. on Giants.com. Here we
1: go. Here we go. In the Giants mobile. Get them in app. there. Let's go. Part of the Giants podcast. network.
0: We are back with our final Giants huddle podcast before the 2021 NFL draft. And I phoned a friend. He's Paul Schwartz in the New York Post. He joins us and we were just going to kind of talk about the drafts and see what the Giants are going to do. But this morning and yesterday, I was going through my backlog of about, 500 Giants mailbag questions that you guys do a great job submitting to the website, but there was no way I could write all of them. So I figured I'm going to have Paul help me answer some of your questions. So we're going to have some fun with that. Paul, you're ready to go. Hey, John, I wish, I wish um, I could do that. When my, my
1: editor says we need three stories today, four stories today, we need 20 stories during the week. If I could just say, you know what? Instead of writing them, I'm just going to call some. Call, well, I'm going to open up a Zoom and I'll just talk about things that I would like to do. That so you're you're taking the easy way out with me, aren't you?
0: Well, luckily Dan Salomon's still getting his mailbags. I just couldn't squeeze all the questions in, so it's actually more of double the work since I'm doing this plus the mailbag questions that are written. These but aren't yes. all Dan. These aren't all questions from Dan, are they? No, these are not all. No, these are. I, I tell you what, I had literally I went through probably about 100 to 200 questions the last two days. So, folks. All your questions were seen. They were all answered either via mailbag or on this call. And look, some, had, some were repeat questions. So I'm going hear your name. That's why. But all the topics will have been covered on either this podcast or one of our other podcasts on our Giants Podcast Network presented by Investors Bank. All right, were, Paul, let's go.
1: they were all Dan's questions, they would all be Ohio State-based. So we don't-
0: <laughs> Yes, and I actually I actually feel good. I had a Sean Wade question in the uh, last mailbag that's going to post, I think, today or tomorrow. I thought of Dan when I answered that one. Yes, so, yes. All right, here we go. Um, and by the way, you can find our podcast at Giants.com slash podcast, the Giants mobile app, and your favorite podcast question. So guys, this is going to be fun. We're going to relax here. Paul and I are ready to do this draft thing. So we're just going to kind of roll through these and see where it takes us. So AJ in South Carolina, of Paul, if the Giants do draft an offensive lineman at 11, which one do you prefer? Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater? I'll expand the question. Do you think one of those two guys is even going to be there when the Giants select at 11?
1: Yeah, I think we need to um, take Sewell. You know, I get, you know, I answer a lot of these questions too from people and they say, well, what about Sewell? And I'm like, well, what about Sewell? You know, what about Kyle Pitts? What about Uh, You know, I mean, what about, what about, you know, it seems like no matter where the Giants pick, there's always the guys that, you know, people want to say, well, what about him? Well, what about him? Then, you know, Penny Sewell's not going to be there. Now, am I a hundred percent sure of that? No, I'm probably what I would say 99% sure that Penny Sewell will not be there offensive tackles. uh, He's, he's pretty much the consensus. Number one, some people like Slater better. Most people like Sewell better. They don't last to 11. So I think he's gone. Let's put him off to the side. Um, I would say, I would give it 50 50. Would you agree that, that Slater is there? I don't think it's any more than 50 50. I agree. Yeah. You know, the, if, if, if it's four quarterbacks, I think in the top 10, I think Sewell is, I think Slater is, um, pro, you know, probably there.
0: Um, so Carolina and Detroit are important for that, right? I mean, those are the two teams that I think are in the offensive line business, depending on what Cincinnati does at five. The next two teams and, you know, maybe Miami now too, right? After there are flowers trade. So those are the four teams. It's Cincinnati, it's Miami, it's Detroit and Carolina. Those are the teams that the giant fans have to worry about. If they're rooting for one of these offensive linemen to drop. Right.
1: I, I think the dolphins now um, um, trading Eric flowers are very much in play for tackle. And we, we, you know, I mean, look, the Bengals have Joe Burrow. They have to take a tackle. I mean, they could take a They could take a receiver. You know, uh, they could take uh, Jamar Chase and he would be terrific. They have to take a, a tackle. OK, this is not the Bengals huddle, right? This is the Giants huddle. Remember though, the Bengals,
0: remember, there is a second round, Paul. They could pick one. There's a deep tackle class. You get Liam yes, Eikenberg yes. in the second round. They might be happy with that, too. Look, I have no, you know, you
1: know, people a lot of times, you know, people accuse fans. Oh, all they want is the glitzy guys. All they want is uh, 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 the pass receivers and things. No. I think Giants fans are very much, give me an offensive lineman, give me an offensive lineman, give me an offensive lineman. I think the Giants fans, for the most part, are anti-marquee glitz. They want the hog mollies because they know they've seen what happens when you don't have them. So uh, if Slater is there, if the Giants look at Slater and say he can be an excellent right tackle or a pro Bowl all pro guard, we don't know which yet, I have no issue with that pick. If they think his arms are a little short, he's a little short, you know, he's a guard. I don't know. Love him at guard at 11, um, unless you're telling me he's Quentin Nelson, um, which also was not bad. Guards are very important now. And I think the giants need a starting guard. So put it this way. If if they take Slater um, at
0: 11, I have no issue with it. None. Right. And Paul, and I think too, right. I think for this year, at least you probably feel pretty good about the tackle situation. You have Andrew Thomas. Matt Parrot will compete with Nate Solder, who, you know, say what you want. You, you pretty much know what you're going to get out of him, right? He's a veteran. You can feel relatively safe with him out there. So if they just walk out of this draft with a guard, which if you talk to people, you can get a good guard at two in the second round. You can get a starting caliber guard in round three, maybe even round four, depending how it goes. So I'm not, you know, waiting to round four gets a little dicey. But if you get a guard on day two to compete with those other two guys, you don't have to take a guard in the first round, to your point.
1: You um no you look you don't have to take anything um you're right. look Matt Pert had 150 snaps last year on offense they like him they drafted him in the look if they don't think Matt Pert can compete and win a starting right tackle job now this is the same group that drafted him in the third round last yeah, year you're right and said he was a developmental pick and then played him I don't know about you played him a lot more than I thought that I thought he'd get 10 snaps in on the offense yeah I agree with uh, you I'm with you so. You know, you have to be consistent. They drafted three offensive linemen, first round, third round, fifth round last year, okay? This was this group. This was Gettleman, and this was Judge. Um, now, it's not the same offensive line coach. I get that. Uh, but this is this brain trust drafted these guys. You have to think they think all three have that strong potential, two of them, anyway, to start. Uh, we know Andrew Thomas is going to start. So I don't think the Giants' brain trust is as desperate for an offensive lineman as maybe you or I or some of the fans are.
0: Yeah, I mean, I forget what press conference was, but Dave Gettleman was – he just remembered, guys, you got to let these young guys play. you got to let them play. I think that was back in maybe January before when the free agency was going to hit. He made that point. So, yeah, I'm with you, Paul. I don't think – I think the it's a bigger need for fans than it is for the front office. That's the sense I get, too, from hearing these guys talk about it. All right, next question, Jay. Uh, Also in South Carolina, he wants to know, can Micah Parsons play the edge as well as inside linebacker? And I just want to use this as the vault off, Paul, as to a Micah Parsons conversation, because I think he's an interesting player. He was an edge player in high school. He turned into an inside linebacker at Penn State, just played for like a year and change there. Doesn't have a ton of snaps. Third down, hasn't really been asked to cover much, but well, His edge rusher history can you use him as a blitzer. Can you use him on the edge a little bit where the Giants need some help? Just your overall thoughts on Parsons there and what you're hearing about how teams are looking at some of the off-the-field stuff, which the teams have much more information about than you and I do.
1: They have much more information about the off-the-field stuff than you or I do, but not as much as they normally would because mm, sure. they didn't get him. They didn't get him in the building. And, you know, the old, you know, what Judge did with Kenny Galladay, right, is get him in the building and size him up and talk to him and look into his eyes. You couldn't do that this year. So it's all by what you hear, what you, you know, look now, Joe Judge has plenty of connections in all these colleges. Um, And Sean
0: Spencer, remember, he was with Michael Parsons at Penn State. So he he will be
1: an invaluable source. Um, You know, sometimes they're not always the most unbiased sources. You know, they played with, you know, they coach those guys. They love those guys. They don't want to talk badly about those guys. Um, Look, Michael Parsons is terrific. Um, You could plug him in next to Blake Martinez as an inside backer and there's going to be 230 tackles between those two guys. He's a different player. He's big. As you mentioned, he can rush the passer. Now as an edge rusher, I mean, you know, Patrick Graham can do anything, but, but inside pass rush is also allowed in this game. That's why we just talked about guards being so important inside pass rush is fine. Um, my question is, When you look at a guy at 11, he has to be one, two, three. He has to be a three down linebacker on first down against the run. He's fine on second down against the run. He's great on third down on third and eight. If you're going to ask him to drop in coverage, you can't take him at 11 because we don't know if he can do it. Um, He hasn't done it. Now, if on third and eight, you're telling you're going to send him inside and we're going to bolster the coverage with somebody else. That is certainly a possibility because he's shown that he has great burst. You know, he's one of those physical freaks, but as you mentioned, he has a lot of, of character. I don't want to say character issues because that's not fair. Character concerns. Um, he's a big personality. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, uh, people saying Odell Beckham Jr. of defense. You know, that's not fair. Odell was not. Odell was a lot of things, but he was not a, a he, he was not a, a criminal. And and Michael Parsons is not a criminal. But there are things that need to be studied very strongly with Michael Parsons. Is he the kind of player that Joe Judge and Dave Gelleman wants? And even if you have that concern and that thought, that is a, a red flag or a yellow flag that at 11, you may say, you know what, I'm not willing to do that at 11. Maybe at 18, I will, not at 11. That really is a consideration. All
0: right. Let's go to our next question, Paul. Uh, Cliff in New York. Do all the raves about this year's three wideouts mean they are generational players? I've seen that with running backs, most recently Saquon, but don't remember any wideout ever being seen that way, nor a tight end for that matter. I hope we're not tempted by one of the wideouts or even Pitts if he's available at number 11. Well, I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second, Paul. I apologize. Stop using the phrase generational player please. Do you know what a generational player is? A player that comes along once every generation. Do you know how long a generation is? It's not like once every three years. <laughs> okay. It's like once every 30 years. So in that, co- or 20 years in that conversation, maybe you could argue Kyle Pitts is actually a generational player. You want to go back to like Calvin Johnson, Paul, there's not many 64 235 pound wide receivers that run four fours. That's a generational wide receiver. I love this wide receiver class. Heck, I love Saquon Barkley. And his testing numbers are generational. But stop throwing this word generational around because you can't have a generational player every year by definition. And some people like to throw the word around that way. Well, I'm done. Now you go ahead.
1: No, you're right. It was like Eli, um, you know, in the second half of his career, when people said elite, are you elite? You know, you can't spell elite without Eli. And all of a sudden, elite became the term you had to have with quarterbacks, right? Elite. I don't know what elite means. It means hall of fame. Does it mean all pro does it mean super bowls? Yeah. Generational is, is, you know, Walter Payton is generational. So Saquon Barkley had to be Walter Payton. Okay. So that's unfair to call someone generational. Uh, people feel that Kyle Pitts is, has generational qualities. He's a, he can be a pro Bowl wide receiver. He can be an all pro tight end. Okay. Um, Kyle Pitts is not going to be there. We know that already. Uh, These receivers are very highly regarded. You know, there's no question. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, and Devonta Smith are very highly regarded. I would
0: say more highly regarded than the top three receivers most years. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and we've had some great classes. Most people I've talked to, Paul, would have these, at least two of them, maybe all three, ranked ahead of all the receivers from last year. And that was a pretty good class. So, yeah, I'm with you. I agree. Yeah, so it's a, it's a fine group, but,
1: you know, one of them, Smith is 166 pounds. Waddle is five for 10 and coming <laughs> off a broken ankle. So, you know, we have to be careful with this. Um, you know, uh, is Waddle is not, you know, they say Waddle is like Tyreek Hill. Okay, but he's not Tyreek Hill yet. And we, I don't, I'm not even sure if Tyreek Hill right now is generational. He's
0: terrific. Correct. Uh, so let's wait and see. But, no, these receivers, this is a very good group. It really is. And by the way, and to your point, if any one of those three guys, and you know, throw the pipe dream known as Kyle Pitts in the mix too, if one of those guys is sitting there at eleven, there isn't one person out there. If the Giants made that pick, would say, "Oh, that's a little bit of a reach there." Any one of those guys would be a fine pick and would help this team in innumerable ways offensively.
1: No, no reach, no, no, no the, the four receive, the three receivers, and and um,
0: Pitts are all top 10 guys. Yeah. So if you, you get them at 11, you get them at 11. Great. If, if you had to choose and Smith and Waddle staring at you, where would you go? And what do you think the giants would do?
1: Okay. Um, I would go
0: Waddle. Um, I don't,
1: I'm torn. I think the giants would go Waddle. I'm not sure about Joe judge and, and, um, if he would maybe go Smith, I don't know. You know, Joe Judge has great intel from Alabama. From what I hear, people who talk to the Alabama people, they are like flip a coin kind of thing. You know, they, you don't hear, well, the insiders at Alabama like Waddle a lot better. Or and by insiders- the way,
0: but, and they love both guys. It's not like they're I mean, I mean, warm on both it,
1: guys. It, they love them both. They love both of them. I mean, I mean, Smith actually helped them win more because he was healthier. Yeah, You know, his numbers were better. Uh, I just think Waddle... Is, is shorter but thicker. So I, I'm not as worried about him physically. Now, he did break his ankle. So that has to be completely, completely off the table for the Giants. You know, the Giants have to look at that and say he broke his ankle. It's healed. He's 100% fine. We have zero concerns about that because they, if they have 10% concern, then you got to go with Smith. You know, you really have to worry about that. But I think Waddle with bubble screens, jet sweeps, uh, and also the return game. He gives you more in the return game whenever we talk about return game and we think about the head coach, you know, now, do I think that they're going to have Jalen Waddle, you know, return 50 punts next year or whatever? I don't know about that, but he's a a big, uh, you know, he's a big plus in the return game. And, you know, that, that pushes them over the edge to me over Smith, but you know, I'll take them both. Yeah. Something
0: tells me that Joe judge is like watching Devontae Smith be a gunner at 166 pounds. He's like, Oh, I love that guy's toughness. And he can't get enough of that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I see it both ways. Um, I'm a Smith guy, but I would, I mean, give me either one, please. I'll be more than happy to take them. All right. Next question. Jim in Massachusetts. Do you think the giants could take a quarterback in round three or even trade up to the end of round two, a guy like Davis Mills and Kyle Trask? I've answered a couple of these already, Paul. So I'll just very briefly say, if you want to pick a guy on day three that you think could be a groomed as a backup and a developmental guy, that's fine. I don't think I'm using a day two pick on a quarterback. No,
1: no, no. The day two pick has to play. The day two pick has to be an offensive lineman who can compete for a starting job. Or if 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 they go elsewhere, then receiver on day one. The number forty two pick can be a, a Kadarius Tony or or somebody who's 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 going to be a terrific player. So um, no, no, yeah. Uh, First of all, there's a a lot of things there. I don't know the value of the quarterbacks there. I don't think they're great. I think there's a big drop off. And all you're doing this year, not all you're doing, but the main thrust of this year is helping Daniel Jones, protecting him, bringing his people. If you draft a guy in the third round, remember when they drafted Davis Webb? It was like he is the heir apparent to Eli Manning, right? He's big, he's strong, he's great, he's a tough guy. He threw a lot of touchdowns, not, maybe not great, but a tough guy. He could be possibly the heir apparent. No, you don't want Daniel Jones thinking anything. You want him seeing Mike Glennon and saying, you're my backup quarterback and I'm the starting quarterback. So no, uh, in the sixth round, if you want to take a flyer on somebody who you have a third round grade on, fine.
0: Limited Giants season tickets are on sale now for the 2021 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre and more. You can lock in your seat starting at just 100 bucks. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. Hey, Giant fans, get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with the Giants branded debit card, security features, and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to $250 when you open an account at InvestorsBank.com slash Giants member FDIC. Don't miss it on your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching giant games and world-class concerts in 2021 as a Giants suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. All right, let's go to Ramon in Georgia, and he has a very long question here. Um, basically, he just asked first, do you see any great edge rushers at 11? See a bunch of players with good, not great upside. Then he goes on a bit of a diatribe about the offensive line that we've talked about. (laughs) And by the way, this will be my way to give you guys a pro tip that if you really want me to answer your mailbag questions, don't do like three paragraphs of your opinions and then ask a question at the end, because I'm probably just going to tune you out by then. So get to the question early, better chance of me getting to that question and actually answering it. Um, So basically, Paul, do you see great edge rushers worth the 11th pick? I see a bunch of good players with not great upside. Um, what are your thoughts on determining positional value in the first three rounds? Throw offensive line into the mix, other needs you think they have, and how do you see that playing out?
1: Um, you know, when is the last time there was not an edge rusher taken in the top 10 picks? It's been a long time, man, right? You know, the Chase Youngs, uh, Garrett, Bradley Chubb, both Bosses. Uh, it, it that 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 athlete does not exist this year now. In two years, we may be saying Jalen Phillips. Man, he is—he uh, was taken at number fifteen. He should have been in the top five pick, or Maybe. even quiddy Pay. He is that type of talent too. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I mean they haven't seen it. Yeah, you know, we've had opt-outs. We've had you know guys playing short seasons. It, you know, it, it's a mess. Uh, but that player is not there. So, um, you know, o, 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 um, what's the Olajare from um, from Georgia? He is a. He's a linebacker, you know, 235 pounds, you know, right? So he's, he's really an edge-rushing what, – what do you call him, really? Stand-up
0: pass rusher, so if you want yeah. to call him that. He kind of actually fits more of a 3-4 than a 4-3, to be honest with you.
1: He does. He does. Um, maybe a little bit like what Leonard Floyd was coming out. Maybe yeah, maybe.
0: I remember he also has – remember, Georgia-Joe Judge connections, too, if you want to try to put the, that formula sure. together.
1: Sure. Um, well, look, if you look at Joe Judge and his staff – they have connections yeah, they, everywhere. They, <laughs> they have, they're going to draft people from Alabama, Tennessee, um, Georgia, Penn state, Penn state. Yeah. Maybe Mississippi state. If Joe wants to throw a bone to his alma mater. I mean, they got a lot of, they got a lot of connected dots there. They really do. Um, I don't see it. I don't see it. 11, the giants just sitting back and saying we're taking, um, uh, they're not taking Gregory Russo at number 11. You know, they, you can't do that. I mean, unless they know something that no one else does. Um, you know, Carlos Basham, no Jason, uh, what's the thing? Oway. OA, Yep. I mean, the guy had no sacks last year. Right. I mean, you can't, you can't take him at 11. So, um, um, all intriguing prospects, all those guys in round two, you want to go for it, go for it. Not round one. No, it's just, you can't, you know, I, I wrote a series in the New York post, a four part series, a case can be made, right. You can make a case for, and I had one day just offensive line, one day just edge rushers, one day just cornerbacks, one day just receivers. I feel I could sit here and pound the table for any of those four position groups that you have to take at 11. Um, Less of a pound for cornerback, but you can pound the table, okay? And just because I'm pounding the table for an edge rusher doesn't mean there's one there. I can't manufacture one. There's not one at 11 who I can say, if he's there, take him. So you can't do it. You just can't. You have to marry it, right? This is not a marriage. This is a, this is a shotgun wedding, basically.
0: So let, let, let's go to Norman, Florida. He asked, can you see the Giants taking an edge or outside linebacker with their first two picks and have them start over Carter or Zimenez?" We already talked about round one, Paul. Round two, on the other hand, that might be a sweet spot, depending on how they view some of these guys.
1: Well, The thing I like is when, when I'm sure you hear this too, John, is when, you know, I, I, I do um, uh, web chats and I I write and I do, you know, the mailbags and, uh, you know, when I, when I uh, tweet stuff and people always say, yeah, but he's not going to be there. Yeah. He's not going to be there. And it's like, I can guarantee you this at 11, there's only 10 players who won't be there. Okay. And at 42, the Paul Schwartz, New York post guarantee is There's only 41 players who won't be there if they stay at 42. So not 55 players. So what they always say, well, he won't be there. Somebody has to be there.
0: And by the way, last year, if I would have told giant fans a couple of days before the draft, Xavier McKinney would have been there in the second round. They would have said the same exact thing,
1: which is why Dave Gettleman said he was trading that pick, right? He was going to trade down. And he said, I'm not trading. If Xavier McKinney's there, we don't think he's going to be there. He was there. Trade is off. We take the pick. So, um, Yes. In this, look now, now tell me who they took in the first round. You know, I don't right. think if they've taken Micah Parsons in the first round, I don't think they're taking the edge rusher in the second round. Right. Or if they took uh, J.C. Horn in the first round, I don't think they're taking uh edge rusher in the second round, even though the cornerback is not the edge. Rusher.
0: Well, I, I think, Paul, I think that's a good question. Let me follow up then. If they do go defense in the first round, what do you think their second round target would be? You think they go O-line? Do you think they go wide receiver? Stop there. Stop there.
1: Stop there. I think I think you get the best value there. You know, I, I, here, here's what I think. I think if they go defense in the first round, um, in the second round, it's not hard. You look at the value board. OK, who's our top right receiver, ranked receiver left at 42? Who's our top ranked offensive lineman? Are they really close? If they're really close, take whoever you like better. If now the offensive lineman we have ranked 38 and the receiver is ranked 43, Take the offensive lineman, you know, take the person you can make the biggest impact. Those are two positions of need. As you said, you might be able to get a good receiver in the third round or fourth. You know, I mean, I mean, now as I I talked to someone just the other day, a scout, and I said, you know, you can get a really good one in the second round too. And the guy and and the guy said, yeah, you
0: can, but they're not, they're not Waddle. No, absolutely. So, you know, so I can make the argument, Paul, there's a smaller drop in the offensive line quality from one to two. Than the wide receiver quality from one to two. You can make that argument. You can. And
1: I don't you know, the Giants may say, well, no, uh, respectively, I think there are more receivers than there are offensive linemen. Sure. That's what their board says. But there's no doubt at 42, you can get a receiver who fans will be excited about, who scouts will say, holy cow, this, we have a first. Let me ask you something. Do you think it's possible or likely that at 42, they take a receiver that they have a first round grade on?
0: Absolutely close, right? Close. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think wide receivers get pushed down boards now, Paul. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, we'll just wait. There's so many of them. Yeah. So so um
1: it like we said, it, it's not you know the problem is it was not a problem. It's a fun problem is that the first day is only the first day, right? You know, so we say he's a day one pick, and then he's a day two pick. You know, day two is 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 really the most fascinating day of the draft. It really is second round, third round. Um If you ask me, what do the Giants have to get right? I would say day two over day one.
0: Yeah, it's almost hard to screw up day one. If you're picking 11th, I mean, you know, I'm knocking on wood right now because Lord knows we've seen it, but (laughs) it's a lot harder to to screw up day one. Uh, All right, let's go to uh, Peter in California. For many years, the Giants have made a practice of drafting the best available player, regardless of position in the first round, then fill needs later on. Um, this has resulted in strengthening strong areas more than uh, while still filling needs later. What do are your experts, and that would be you, believe will be the three best available players still on the board when eleven comes up? And your you best know, guess.
1: You know what? I think this best available player thing is a myth. I I really do because it's best available player in a little window. You know what I mean? You know, it, it, put it this way: at eleven, right? Here at 11, if – name me the quarterback. Um, uh, who, who, who might not – let's say – who, who's going to come out of the top
0: four and drop to five? Quarterback-wise, quarterback let's say Trey Lance is still sitting there at 11.
1: Yeah, let's say – which he, he could be. I mean, he is Trey Lance, right? He's not Trevor Lawrence. So if Trevor – if Trey Lance is there at 11 and the Giants have him as the top-rated guy on their board – they're not taking him. They're not going best player available. They're not. Um, let me think of another position. If a defensive tackle, which it won't be, is 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 at eleven, I don't think they're taking him. They just gave Leonard Williams sixty three million dollars. So now now if he's if he's Aaron Donald, they are. So best player available is kind of like, yes, but in a small thing, you know, you know, you know, the the shades are very, you know, the grades are very close with these things. You have two or three guys in a cluster, you know, Saquon Barkley's grade was different, but most that that's different. These guys are different. They're in a cluster. So who I think, I think one of the cornerbacks will be there. Okay. Let's say JC Horn. Okay. Let's chalk Sertan. You, you know, maybe Horn goes, maybe two go, but I, I would say right now, my, it's just a guess. I would say Horn, I'm gonna go Smith and not Waddle. I don't know why. I just think Waddle. So you have Horn, Devonta Smith, and how about
0: Parsons? Parsons, perfect. Let's say Slater gets taken. Those I agree. I, to, I, Paul. I would have given you that would have given the exact same three guys. Yeah, yeah. That that that's. I
1: think I think uh, you know the concerns for Parsons knock him down a little bit. And let's let's not forget he is an inside linebacker. You know what I mean? There is a positional value to weigh there. Now, I'm he's terrific. You know, I mean, I was I was banging the drums for Devin White. You know what I mean? So, so you know, so I'm not saying inside linebacker. You know, the Bucks just won a Super Bowl with two terrific inside linebackers. So uh, and and by the way, the Giants have Blake Martinez and a bunch of guys right now at inside linebacker. You know, Trey, uh, You know, you know, uh, Tate Crowder and Reggie Ragland. You know, they have guys who are not okay. Absolutely, he's a starter there. So. If they draft Michael Parsons, he's coming in and starting from day one.
0: And the Giants have pursued inside linebackers in the draft before. They didn't land them, but they have valued that position in, in years past, too. Something to keep in mind. I'm with you. I think, that's a, I think that's a real good combination of guys. And I think that's not the easiest decision. No. But I think it's interesting. All right, Alex in Connecticut. Any chance we land Parsons Oway, and Wyatt Davis? We've talked Parsons already. I think it is interesting, Paul, to see which one of those edge guys could fall to the second round like you mentioned earlier. Always a guy with no sacks but a ton of production. And then we get to the guard question, right? When do you pull the trigger on the guard? If you're concerned with getting a guard, do you decide to pick the guy in the second round? who you think maybe you could play tackle too and you get that multi-position flex, whether it's a Cosme, an Eichenberg, one of those guys, or do you wait till the third round then you can kind of get that straight guard, whether it's big Deontay Brown out of Alabama, Trey Smith, Tennessee, whatever, That's interesting. When do you want to try to hit that guard spot to make sure you bring in some more competition for Fulton, for Harrison, for those are the two vets? And then obviously Hernandez and Lemieux.
1: Right. Um, Well, I I think it comes down to, again, your value board. You know, you know, I don't think they can say, okay, second round, we got to take that guard tackle. I mean, it's how do they value the prospect? Just like we were talking about, you you know, Rashawn Slater.
0: You always um, pick players, not positions. You're absolutely right.
1: You have to pick the player. You say, oh, well, well, this, this guy's terrific. But yeah, I know. But we have the receiver or we have the cornerback the, the rated way ahead of him. You got to take the better player. Now, like I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not playing at both sides with this best available player thing because its position is important. Look, every guy they pick, before they pick him, Joe Judge and his offensive and defense coordinator are thinking, OK, we have him day one depth chart. Where does he fit? Where are we putting him? Where are we lining up? What are we thinking about with him? So it's not just like we we draft these guys in a vacuum and then oh shoot we put all these now, now what do we do with them? You know they they have specific plans for all these guys. So I, I I think you're right as far as receiver, offensive line, guard, tackle, and edge rusher. Those are the three sweet spots for the Giants. And I, I don't and, and and as we said. I don't think edge rusher at 11. Okay. So that's the three spots I think you want to address on day one and two. And I don't care how you do it. As long as at the end of day two, you have three players. It's a cohesive, smart approach. And after you three players, Oh, I get it. I see where he fits. I see where he fits. I see where he fits. And I could see all three of them making an impact in some way, shape or form on day one. I don't care if it's first, second or third round, It just has to be in the mix there.
0: Yeah. And to your point on best available player poll at 11, you're probably going to have guys stacked with very similar grades close to each other. Once you get into like the the 40s and 50s, you might have one outlier Mm -hmm. that is standing alone. Right. And that's the guy you can't pass on because, you know, fit or need might influence grades that are, you know. Yes that that but it's not going to influence grades that are separated by and that's
1: why that's why the third the fourth fifth sixth round maybe fourth and fifth more so your team picks a guy and you look up in your guide right and you look up what you hear and you say what the heck are they doing that guy's supposed to go in the sixth round why do we we could have got him in the sixth round why are we taking in the fourth because because you did you know what i mean now if you do that all the time you're just reaching for guys you know you're just playing fantasy football but The Giants will take a guy in a fourth round who some other team has as a six round pick and vice versa. That's just the way it is. That's why what you have to do is you have to trust that your team puts together a really, really good board. And that that team, and I'm not saying, look, you have to trust the Giants board. You have to trust it as gospel. What you have to do is say, does my team have a track record of, of doing smart things in the draft? Do we draft? Well, if you say by and large, yes, then you have to trust the board. If you have a fan of a team and you said, you know what, I can't stand the way we draft and and the facts kind of bear that out, then when they say he was the best on our board, you can rightly say, get a darn, get a new board, okay? Your board stinks.
0: Right. And, and and yeah, you're absolutely right. And to your point, Albert Breer had in his Monday morning quarterback on Monday, I think that from like 20 to 60 in this draft is a mess. And it's much different from team to team. So much different grades. So you're going to see guys kind of all over the place. All right, gonna, a couple more left here. Why Paul. did they
1: draft him? Right. Why did they draft him? He, he he should be in the third round. It's like, well, no, they had him at the bottom of the first round.
0: Who was the um, Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. Who was the safety from Texas, Paul, who ended up tearing his Achilles in training camp? That the Giants drafted in the fifth round. I'm trying to remember the darn kid's From name. Texas. Yeah, he was a Texas safety, and they t- popped his Achilles in training camp, oh. and not Phillips. It was something like that, oh, though. No. I I, I uh, shoot. Um, I can picture the guy's face. I just can't pull his name. Um, All right. It, It'll come to me. That was one of the guys that, you know, why are you picking this guy here? You got uh, picked there. If you find them, let me know. I think I, I it's killing me. I can't I, remember this poor I'm
1: going to be distracted. What was it about? It was, uh, gosh, that was like 2015, maybe, something like that. It's. I know what you're saying. I think it was before that. It wasn't a Nat Burhey from San Diego State. No, it
0: was, it was not. He, Nat Berhe had all the concussions. The missile, Nat Berhe. Oh,
1: yes, the missile. Yes,
0: yes. Okay, I have to look this up now, because now it's bothering me. All yeah. right, let me see Giants draft history here. Um, I'm looking for
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I know as soon as I
0: see it, I'm going to say, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Mikkel Thompson. Thank you. Mikkel Thompson. Him. Yes. Yes. He was one of those guys. Exactly. You described like, wow. He's one of those guys when they
1: draft him on draft night, I am not happy with the giants because he has a funky spelling of his first name. And I, and on deadline, I have to look down too many times, you know, after like the third round, I want John Smith, Sam Jones, Bill Thompson, that's what I want. I want straight names. I don't want the names of guys that I can't spell,
0: okay? Lord knows in that second preseason game, we're just trying to all get out of there as fast as we possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we've got a couple more left here, Paul. We're we're, we're mowing through these pretty good here. Um, Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. Robert in South Carolina. I think that this is from back in February. I think the Giants should trade down if Slater or Pitts are not there to select. Well, Pitts is not going to be there. We'll see about Slater. This would help the Giants get extra picks possible, like possibly a second round pick. Is this the year, Paul? Do they install the right term on the NASCAR track? <laughs> Does Dave Gettleby trade back? What do you think?
1: Um, first of all, why are we so many questions from South Carolina? Is this some kind of a giant's hotbed? That I yeah, it's about? a really good question. I, that's three of them. I don't know. I got to tell the New York post to start doing uh, targeting, uh, uh, web t- traffic targeting in
0: South Carolina. And for perhaps the, the biggest upset is that three of them are from South Carolina. Not one of them had a JC Horn question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: um, is it, I mean, my,
1: my betting, uh, self would say they don't trade back, but this is the year to do it. Now it's easy to say, trade back. You have to have someone to trade up. You know what I mean? And who are you trading up for at 11 quarterback? I mean, a quarterback probably, you know, maybe one tra- of the top receivers or one of the um, top offensive linemen. Maybe, maybe if Slater is there and the giants are willing to trade back. And, and, you know, someone says we got to get Slater. Uh, maybe if uh, JC Horn is there and someone says, Oh, are you taking yeah. horn? No, uh, but we got to go up and get horn. We have him as the fifth best player in his draft. Um, you know, Dave Getterman said I'm 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 content to only have six picks. You know, it's and you know, really last year they had what, ten picks? So yeah. you know, they have a lot of young you know, bottom roster guys, you know, it's not like they need, Oh geez, they need another seven or eight or nine to kind of
0: fuel the bottom of the roster with the salary cap. They don't have to, they have a lot of those guys. And by but, the way, the bottom round or so of this draft is going to be a mess because it's a smaller player pool and it's the small school guys that they really have less information on through this whole process anyway. So,
1: so, and the giants don't have a seventh round pick. So that means they're, they undrafted free agency starts very early. Yep. Um, um, I think there's a chance. I, I think they trade back only if they see an edge rusher they can get a few spots down. I, uh, yeah, you know, are they are they going to trade back and get you know Christian Darasaw to play right tackle? I mean. Maybe. Right. You know, maybe if they look at him and say, you know, he's terrific, but maybe not at 11, we can get him further down.
0: Elijah Vera Tucker would be in that neighborhood, too. Right. Sure, Same deal.
1: Sure. And then and then, you know, I don't think you're getting a second round pick out of that. I
0: think you're getting a third
1: round pick out of that. From and, 11
0: um, to 15. I don't know if you're getting a two. That would be. No, very I tough.
1: don't think you are. No. Um, um, unless the team wants the quarterback and then you can kind of hold right. them hostage right. a little bit. Um, so, but Hey, an extra third round pick is terrific. You know, it, it, it
0: would be great. So how um, far think, back would you be willing to go, Paul?
1: Well, see, it depends on what the, uh,
0: you can't go back too far. And like, you, well, how about 20? That's where the bears are. If they want their quarterback, would you go to 20? Nah, nah. At 20, you better give, you better get,
1: get a second round pick this year and a one next year and a one next year. And then there's a chance now, you know, this front office is on the hot seat here. And, you know, you don't want to start getting first-round draft picks for the next general manager either. You know what I mean? So you want to you wanna kind of, you know, make hay while the sun shines. Um, 20 is twenty is like two tiers down from the player that you're getting sure. left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's um, – if, if, at 20, I think then you're really going for an edge rusher because you said, you know what, there's four or five of them and, and they're not all going to be gone by 20 and we'll, we, we're fine with either of them. That would be a little bit of a stretch for
0: me. Yeah. I got two more here. If Waddle and Slater are both available to pick Paul, which one would you choose? I would choose Waddle.
1: Uh, I would not fight you if you choose Slater. I mean, that's the short answer. You know, I would choose Waddle. I think he's, I think Waddle has the bigger upside to be great. Okay. To be great, to be a difference maker. Um, do I think Slater can be a, a, a starting tackle or guard for 10 years? I do. But you know what? I thought Will Hernandez was going to be a starting guard yeah. for a decade for the Giants and not be Chris Snee, but be a really good player. Okay. Yeah. Be, and, yeah, be and,
0: like a, a Richie Seibert, right? Something like that. Maybe even, a,
1: I, I think a, step a little up. better, right? A little better. You know, Richie, I love Richie, but Richie was undrafted, you know, so um, a, a guy, who, uh, Kevin Zeitler for 10 years. OK, you know, that a guy who maybe you make a pro bowl, maybe you won't. But you, you don't worry about him for 10 years. That has not happened. I'm not throwing him out the door, but that has not happened. So, um, you know, I could be wrong or right on Slater. I just like why I think Waddle's upside is tremendous. And, and you know what? Selfishly, I love watching, you know, when when training camp starts and I'm a uh, I'm a writer and I'm sitting there watching. I'd rather write about Waddle and the things he does than write about,
0: you know, a left guard. That's all there is to it. Selfish, selfish man. Right. Uh, that, was some, that was some Jack in Florida, by the way. And he asked about Perry and Lemieux. We already touched on those guys earlier. All right, here we go. Chris in Pennsylvania. Last question, Paul. Who do you think we can steal late in this upcoming draft? Personally, he likes Diami uh, Brown, excuse me, from North Carolina. I actually like Deami Brown, too. I think that 42 might be a little rich for him, but I think he's a really good player. I think he's kind of similar to Darius Slayton, though, in terms of ability to win deep. So, Paul, if there's a, a guy you like second, third, fourth round, you know, whoever you want it to be. Give me a name. Day three guy. I have a day three guy
1: for you, which I will pound the table for late. Okay. I will pound the table for him. I want him. He should be a giant. Anthony Schwartz. Okay. He is, without a doubt, you listen to me. You getting this, John? Is this being taped right now? Yes, I have it. Yes. He is the best available Schwartz in this draft. Okay? You know, best player available, best possible Schwartz in this draft. Now, he can run like the wind, unlike most Schwartzes, and unlike all Schwartzes in my family. I, he ran a 4-2-5, okay? Yes. So, is, is, is the sixth round the right spot to go for speed, right? He's a speed guy. He played at Auburn. Why are you laughing? This is legitimate. I know it is. That's just funny. I I think you picked the perfect guy. I love it. uh, And, and, and who's the head coach of the Giants? Did we forget? Who's the head coach of the Giants? Uh, Joe Judge. Okay. Um, You know, I'm his favorite beat writer, Paul Schwartz. (laughs) Okay. Maybe that might be a stretch, but there are some people think that Anthony Schwartz can be a hell of a gunner. OK, right. He's fast as hell. He, he, he doesn't catch everything thrown to him. But if you line him up on the slot or outside and you have him run down a field, someone has to run with him. OK, and if they can't run with him, then maybe there's a 50 50 chance if you get him the ball, he'll catch it. OK, so he is a guy in the sixth round you can take a chance on. He can be a gunner. He can he has speed, all the speed in the world. And he's a Schwartz. So it, it's he's got every component
0: to be a giant. I love it. Um, I'm gonna give a guy that I've kind of fallen in love with watching him. And sh- is, is there, there a schmelk out there? No, there isn't. I tried to find a schmelk. There is, is not. It, there's
1: no Anthony Schmelk? No? no there is there's not. <laughs> we call well you we call him Tony Schmelk, right? Tony <laughs> schmelk.
0: Yeah. But um again, this is one of the Tino's guys, too, so I hate to steal him. But yeah. uh, watching it, Paul. I really like Tommy Tremble out of Notre Dame. He would probably have to be around three picks, so he's maybe he's not a sleeper. But he just reminds me so much of Kyle Uczek, and I think a guy that they can use as a movable weapon as an H back fullback and tight end Ingram was on the last year of his deal. Rudolph just has a two-year deal. I feel like that's someone that judge would like to use in a lot of different ways as a movable piece. And, you know, these Notre Dame guys, they're very, usually very good for the culture. So that would be my guy that I now, would I'm want trying to three. think,
1: does that player, seriously, does that player, did, did that have a, a, a piece in the Jason Garrett offense? Um, he did not use a lot of that in Dallas, did he? Sure. You know, um, you know, so I, I know what you mean. Uh, you know, the fullback, uh, you know, the the pass catching, uh, pass protecting fullback move um, is, 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 you know, some teams use them. Some teams don't.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, see, I judge, judge did the New England did, which is why I think it might be, you know, something he would like. But you're right. We did not see Garrett do that much in Dallas. You're right about that.
1: You know, so we have to see, you know, look, we're just projecting here. We're just having fun. We know Jason Garrett could use Anthony Schwartz that we know, you know, that we know.
0: No question. All right. And now my final question for you, Paul, I'm not going to let you get off the hook here. Give me a prediction. Who do the giants? I'm not going to make you pick the second round because that's crazy, but who do you think the giants pick at number 11? Well, uh,
1: Jalen Waddell is who I'm going to pick. Okay. I'll give you a a, a sneak preview. That's who I'm going to pick in the New York post, but. There's always a, but right. We can't just say I have a sneaking suspicion. He's not going to be there. I just think, you know, we're not, we're not brain surgeons here. So we're talking about him as the next Tyreek Hill. Somebody out there is going to say in the top 10, you know what? He could be our Tyreek Hill. It's a copycat league. The chiefs have it. We want it. And so I think he's going to go ahead of Devonta Smith, but I I can't take everyone off the board. So I'm going to, I'm going to say him. I would love to see him with the giants. He's, 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 he's supposedly a great kid. Um, you know, hey, we saw what he did in the championship game, right? You know, he had what, one leg, would you say? Is that fair to say he was? Yeah, I, yeah. I, see.
0: I I think his knee was okay. Maybe one and a half. Yeah, one, one and, half and a half legs.
1: legs. He went out there and caught a slant over the middle and, and, and you know, wanted to be a part of it. Um, you know, I, if I was his agent or his father, I probably would have said, uh-uh, don't do it. Suit up, but don't do it. But he did it. Um, you know, and I think that's going to resonate with the Giants too. You know, people opted out. I'm not questioning anybody opting out. But um, this guy opted in on a bad ankle. So uh, if he's there, I think he'd be a tremendous pick.
0: Yeah, I will give my disclaimer that this obviously has no knowledge of what the Giants are actually going to do, just my opinion. Um, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Devontae Smith. It's the combination of the guy I think is most likely to be there. It fits a need, the connection to Joe Judge, Alabama, production. I mean, you name it, he checks every box except for the fact that he's 166 pounds, and I think – the way the NFL is now, Paul, it's not like when Ernest Givens was with like Houston back in the day and people were like leveling that poor man every time he caught the ball in the middle of the field. That doesn't happen anymore. And you watch the tape with Devontae Smith, you don't see it. Like you don't see that weight only, affect him. The only
1: possible knock you can have on him is his weight. That's the only knock. Productivity, attitude, um, like I said, production, uh, nothing. Skills. I mean, he is a better route runner than, than Jalen Waddell. Yeah. He's a better, I mean, hands, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would have to ask the Alabama guy, you know, one's an A plus, one's an a, <laughs> a minus plus. I don't know. But he's a better route runner. He is a great route runner. If you put him in the slot and you put your third cornerback on him, he will win 80% of the time. So it, it, you can play him outside. You can run jet suites with him too. The only thing is that you're thinking 166 pounds. You know what? Who said once that you know, you can have exceptions. You know, he is an exception, 166 pound guy who's going to play 10 great years in the NFL. He's an, he's an outlier. Yeah, he's an outlier. And that's fine, but you can't have a team of exceptions. But you can have a few of them. He's an exception, but he's also exceptional. So like I said, we could talk for two hours about, I want Waddle, you want Smith. Fine, fine. It's like saying, I want pizza and you want uh, lasagna. I don't care. I'll that have either. So good. I'll have
0: both. I'll have either. It doesn't matter to me. As long as you're paying. And of course, and of course, now we just jinxed the fact that all the offensive players are going to be wiped out when the Giants get to 11 and they'll have to pick a defensive guy. But They'll have to take Anthony Schwartz if they want a <laughs> speed guy in the first round. S- such is life when you're selecting 11, 11th in the NFL draft. Paul, a lot of fun, my friend. Uh, enjoy the next couple of days and we'll talk to you after the draft, all right? All right. We'll have uh, all the answers. Sooner. Oh, yeah. All the time. That's Paul Schwartz of the New York Post. Thank you for joining us. Answering your questions on the Giants Huddle podcast, on the Giants Podcast Network, presented by Investors Bank, on Giants.com slash podcast, at Giants mobile app, and all of your favorite podcast platforms. For Paul Schwartz, and we'll see if it's a second Schwartz. I'm John Schmelk. We'll see you next time on the Giants Huddle.